Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is me, Snuffleupagus, Bad Lady Jr. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't I'm expecting you to say that. And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay. <laughs> All right, so it's, it's time to talk about health issues. Rachel, you had a touch of a cold earlier. Yes. You were talking about it earlier. You went to, you, you went and had COVID tests. How did those COVID tests turn out? I took two. I started feeling bad Monday. I took a PCR Monday. Still felt bad Wednesday. Took another PCR. Both negative. I feel better. I'm not as congested, but I feel very tired. I'm very fatigued. Right. I started feeling scratchy throat stuff yesterday. And then throughout the day, the nose was running like Usain Bolt. I went for a PCR yesterday, negative. Went back for a rapid today, negative. But it is hard to talk. Really? It's hard to, it's not hard to talk. It's just like, it's, I don't like the, I, I hate feeling congested. It's the worst, right? Like you feel like you're suffocating yeah. a bit. Like you feel like something's got a hold on you. I know. I Something's got a hold on you. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're negative. I'm negative. We were talking about this earlier because I feel like sickness is related to blood types. And right. I don't know if it's like, like you can look up your blood type and it tell you things that you're supposed to avoid. You're supposed to, to not avoid. And I think, and I've heard this before about COVID that it's related to blood types, but I can't remember which one. So of course I ask you, I'm like, oh, what's your blood type? You don't know yours, do you? I have no clue. No clue about my blood This is blood a common is. theme. I know I'm B. I just don't know which one. You don't know. So if I might you're as B, well. What are the? I might as well. I might as well just not know. Because <laughs> what are the? Is it? It's B. Positive. It's the negative, positive, and then what else is there? I think it's there's just negative, just negative positive? positive. I mean, there's A, B, but I. See, this one I don't have Siri set up on the phone. I don't like that kind Siri. of stuff. I don't like she, that. She just said it's it's B negative. She just basically just said exactly what I said. I don't think I know what my blood type is. I've never known. Well, every, we all should know. I'm not sure. But I shut her up, Van. Shut her up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate Siri. I really do. <laughs> She's disabled on all my stuff. I like her. I use her. Like I'm, I'm so old. I'm like one of them old head ass niggas walking around happy that I can use new technology. You know, I walk around. Hey Siri, call Rachel Lindsay. No. And then she'll call you. And I'm like, yo, man, we in the fucking future. Uh so <laughs> it, it, it like, hold on, but she is going to. I don't know why she's doing it, because she's about to do it again. What what but what? Why don't we know what our blood type is? Like, why? I mean, we should, and I feel like I've asked my mother this and she's told me and she has it written down somewhere, but I don't know why I don't make the effort to know. I, I don't know why. Wait, why are you laughing? Because moms are so clutch. When I had to get my uh my my California license, I didn't get a California license until like ten years of having living in California. Don't blame you. I still have Florida. My, when I need my birth certificate, I call my mom. A Thirty-six year old man. Like I needed my birth certificate. I'm like, I like, rather than go through. Like, Mama, you got my birth certificate? Yeah, baby. Mama can go down there and make sure you got it. I, my birth, my social security card, all of that stuff. Like, I call my mom for that. I love you, Mama. I love you. Um, 
my mother and my mamo, they all, they know everything. But, you know, even talking right now, it's starting to break up a little bit. I'm not as congested good, as I Good, good, good. Um, I watched the lady at the uh, in line for the COVID to get the bad news. Wait, wait. Were you next to her? No. Okay. Really. I was kind of far away. Can I ask you this? Because this is actually something what? I was listening to something about this. Were the first place you went to to get a COVID test, were you able to get one? Oh, I have a special place. I'm not telling anyone about it. Okay, that's selfish. I went to two places. Oh, I'm not gonna ruin it. Like well, every fine, time I tell there somebody, there are people out there in need. I went to two uh, places, two no. places to get a rapid test yesterday, and mm-hmm. and they turned me down. Like they turned me away. They were like, "We're no longer giving COVID tests today. You need to come back tomorrow." Fortunately, yeah. I can go down to Warner Brothers. It's just all the way in Burbank and get tested. But like all, there were all these people. Well, yeah, yeah. I can but go there down were all to these Warner people Brothers. in line. Oh. I, my name is Waywo. Oh. I can go to Warner Brothers and it, I go right there and Batman himself will take the test for me when I go to Warner Brothers. I go to Warner Brothers and Superman goes, Wait, Joe, I'll fly your test. Like, yeah, you know we what? know you're you important. I'm Van. I'm not going to tell you where I get my test. It's a secret. It's a special secret place. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this because there are people you got a special place I got a special place there are people out here who cannot get tested who are waiting in line sick missing work you know what I mean confused out here scared don't know what to do and they can't even get a damn test it's an act it's a it's a for real problem I just quit I was like forget this I'll just go home I'm just gonna you go know home. what's crazy is this place that I go, and the name of the place is Robertson Specialty Pharmacy. It's on Robertson. We bully him, it's, y'all. <laughs> she bullied me into telling me where places. It's a great place, great staff. I love my my peeps over at Robertson Specialty Pharmacy. They normally you can get in and get out of there pretty easily, but um, <clears throat> like I used to go there all the time when the curve wasn't as fucked as it is right now. And just, you know, if you're feeling a little sluggish or something you want to see, you pop in there 15 minutes, you know, if you got to travel, you go someplace, you come back, you want to know whether or not you got something. Um, but I will say that I can judge the pandemic, of course, based upon the, the, how busy it is. It used to be you went over there, they came to your car, they swabbed you, they came back out 15 minutes, you're good, you're bad. Now... You gotta wait in a little line. They gotta, they're, they'll, and then it's not just this, it's also they're vaccinating so many more people and boosting so many more people. Uh, so that's, do you have a booster? I don't have a booster yet. I don't have a booster and I don't want to right now because I'm sick. I had an appointment actually today after this podcast, but because I'm sick, I don't wanna get it. Oh my God. I have to talk about something. Trudy, jump on real quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Trudy's Trudy. Wi-Fi is acting up. Trudy, Trudy might oh, not be it? able to join us via face. That's fine. Oh my god, my Wi-Fi is cutting up. Hold on. I just oh, wanted to fine. say that because I don't want them to think that you're making that as an excuse, Trudy. You said that before we started the podcast. Look, I'll be honest with you guys. They lit you and Trudy up. Me? Yeah, both of you guys. Both of you guys have finally exposed how toxic you really are. With the scenario with Keith and Tamika. I was I, appalled. I stand by what I said. I thought I was with some woke warriors. Little did I know that I'm on here with the guy with the guy from the honeymooners. 
you guys are like, it, this is this is like really old school stuff that you guys got going what on. What was it's, the problem? What was the biggest problem that people had with what Judy well, and I said? There were myriad problems, and by the oh, way, it wasn't you, it wasn't just it wasn't just you and Trudy. It, they had a pro, they have a problem with the whole thing. Okay, is with me as much as you and Trudy as well. First of all, I will I will admit that at us having a conversation, and I want you guys. I want to ask you guys this question. We're we're not going to say this very long. Us having a conversation about the worth of someone based upon how much money that they make. That's semi classes, is it not? Of course. Right. Okay. So it's that's what a, they were it's saying. A, it's just a, it's just a scenario. Like we don't need to break it down as to how problematic it is. It's just a conversation that like in real life in some in some ways. So right. yeah. Of course it's classes. Yeah. They want Trudy to go on Kevin Samuel's show. Tell them I said fuck Kevin Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> also, I said what I said. Like, I get people have their feelings, but I really just feel like Black women, for one, is literally are lit- the most educated demographic, number one. And then number two, for the day that I don't want to be on my shit and don't want to go as hard as I do right now, I'm definitely going to need to be with somebody that will allow me to pull back. So if anybody got a problem with me, Come see me, because I said what I said. Oh wow! You- I'll tell you, uh, 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 like that's very interesting. Just you know, just the I know that the sisters are the most educated. You know, we sisters are the most educated. You know, brothers, we we trying, man. Don't just kick us in our nuts all the time. They put us in jail and kill us up a lot. We trying, <laughs> like, they, like, we, like we, we trying, man. People have such problems with women being very you know, like emphatic about what it is that they want for themselves or what their standards are. But then a Kevin Samuels can go around throwing out a term like a high value man, which I still don't Mm -hmm. even know what the hell that is. And nobody has a problem with it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's problematic for women to speak up and say, I want this or I demand this. But when it comes to the other side, it's okay. Well, I just uh, allow me to play devil's advocate go ahead is it possible that the concept of the quote-unquote high-value man is wrapped up in the same globule as demanding a man to make a certain amount of money because essentially what you're saying is that you have to have a high-value man so what happens to me this could be a theory for you and Trudy or any of any people out there when we start talking about money because we talked about passion, we talked about ambition, we talked about a lot of things mm-hmm. that really don't necessarily have to do with how much money you're making, right? Correct. Like, I know I know people who are passionate about whittling and if you were around them and seen the things that they whittle, it's amazing. And they're interesting people because of it. They're more uh, it's enriching to know them because of some of the things that they do. Not everybody even wants to get paid for their passions. We should, we should say this. But if you demand that your man be a certain, have a certain financial uh, status, you're essentially demanding a high value man, which then makes a high value man scarce. And when there's the scarcity of something, people tend to abuse things. So it's like Kevin Samuels talking about a high value man, talking about those guys that fit into those categories sometimes that like you ladies are talking about. They have their choice over so many women in the dating pool that it's very, very difficult for them not to believe that their shit doesn't stink. And I'm not saying that's with all of them. I'm just saying that sometimes what you're talking about 
this is just a, a this is a, don't attack. You're right. Devil's Sometimes advocate, yes. what you're talking about could actually create a Kevin Samuels. <laughs> like that I, 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 I'm, I'm not bl- I'm not in any way blaming women for Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels is his own person, but guys walking around feeling like that, hey, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. It's cuz they feel like, hey, I got a nice job, I got a nice this, and I got a nice this. I'm what every woman wants, and so let me act like that. So why can't we act like that? You can. So here's the thing. Just, no, I, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a good game for women to play. Though, but, I'll be honest. And, with you. and but that. But that's the problem. Men can act like that, but women who have that same thing, it becomes problematic. And that's where stereotypes get played. Like that's the problem in our society with certain stereotypes. But I will say this: people weren't listening to things that Trudy and I were saying because Trudy and mm-hmm. I did not say our man has to make a certain amount of money. What we said was, and I think. I and baby both truly said, said and I'm missing and I'm missing and I'm missing and I'm and I'm missing I might be mixing up conversations that I had like in my own group chat but I have come to the turn I'm okay with making more than my significant other I'm okay if I've been okay with that for a while like even before I got married so I'm not saying you got to meet me or go above what I make what we're saying is is that whatever you're doing like, I hope that's the thing that you really want to do in life. Mm-hmm. Like, that is your right. passion. That brings you joy. And that's all you've ever wanted to be. What, what we said I was, we have, hard time, we have a hard Retweet. time believing that hey. selling shoes was all you ever wanted to be. Thank you. That that's was my it. main point. And I only but said you the can't... board because the scenario was footlocker. Like, honestly, like, I'm not I'm even go- really into guys that are into that, like, crazy sneakerhead stuff anyways so that was only because i'm going to foot locker but yes and what i'm gonna saying ask, i'm gonna pull everybody and i'm, I'm gonna saying. say what do you that really want to do in life i'm gonna be real with you you can't tell me that you know whether or not that man want to do something I'm other gonna, than working for i'm gonna do an experiment i am not kidding <laughs> okay. and i'm going to say what do you really want to be what do you i'm just, i'm doing a little something what do you want to be i guarantee you not not one person in that store is saying this is all i've ever wanted to do in life well, I, I, I'm not. Look, I'm not speaking for them. I know I, when I worked at Best Buy, I, I remember we used to. I used to, when I worked at Best Buy, the the you know the managers and stuff. They would come and they would tell us about driving sales, driving all of this stuff, driving all of this. And one time, <laughs> the uh, this is lady manager. She looked at me. She goes, "I'm not like Van. I'm not gonna go out." to LA and be some big big deal this is my job and I was like damn and then the entire store laughed and I wasn't even saying damn because I was dissing her because her dream was to like rise in Best Buy I was saying damn because I had never thought about that before so when they're asking me to stay and close up and do all of this stuff and I actually want to go to the party Mm -hmm. and I actually want to half do it and leave like their actual career ascension is on the line if I don't close the store right when this is for me to make extra money to try to get a pelly pelly. You, you know what I mean? So anyway, anyway, all right. Uh I think it's you know, look, you guys, Trudy's here to stay. You guys loved Trudy. Um, Trudy gives us an insight into something that we're not into anymore. So Trudy's here to stay. I, I like Trudy, Trudy's here to stay. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. I actually want to start the podcast with something that just happened pretty recently. Uh, There's been a verdict. Kim Potter was found guilty. Former Minnesota police officer Kim Kim Potter found guilty of manslaughter and the death of Dante Wright. You might remember this was the one where... uh, the gentleman was being detained by the cops. He jumped into his car, made a run for it. Kim Potter pulled what she thought, she says she thought, was her taser, but it was actually her sidearm. She shot Dante Wright. He died. Um, the question of, I think the central question in this case, actually, you know what? I don't know what the central question in this case was. From a legal perspective, what is the central question in a mass slaughter case such as this one? Well, I don't know what the central question is, but I I know the charges that were at hand, which was first degree manslaughter, second degree manslaughter. Neither one of those, the prosecution had to prove intent. So, you know, of course, when the defense is saying she didn't mean to do it, she didn't mean to do it. Well, intent isn't an element that has to be proven for this, for these, for this, uh, her to be charged with this first degree or second degree manslaughter. Um, what I, I will tell you though, what I thought, cause the jury had deliberated for, I think, 27 hours before they came back with the verdict. But during that 27 hours, they first came to the judge and said that they couldn't come to a decision. The judge again read them the instructions, told them to go back. Another time they came and they asked about the gun. So I think that that was a very telling point. They wanted to see and hold the gun versus the taser. And I think that that's the most damning part of the whole thing of an officer who's been on the force for 26 years can't tell the difference between a gun and a taser. And when you see the picture of the two and the weight of the two, you see that there's, you, she should not have been, um, that shouldn't have happened. She shouldn't have made that mistake, especially being a, the veteran that she is. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question. Number one, I think everyone that listens to this podcast, most of our listeners are overjoyed and that there's some accountability in this case. We've talked about justice versus accountability and why you shouldn't break out your pom-poms when somebody goes to jail for one of these things. We still lost Dante Wright. Do you think that Kim Potter meant to kill Dante Wright? No. But... In, again, in, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't right. matter. And I, I really appreciate the judge taking a strong stance in this case because she didn't even get let out on bail. Her attorneys tried to make the argument that she should go home. It's the holidays. She's a Catholic. She's going to be celebrating, you know, the Christmas holidays. And the judge said, I can't treat her any different just because she was a police officer. That to me is is a make taking a stance and showing that this can't happen because this is somebody you're supposed to trust to be able to handle these type these type of weapons. So it doesn't matter to me whether she intended to or not. It happened and you and it can't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree because I've been talking to some people who have said, Van, do you really believe that she intended to kill him? And I don't think she did, but I don't think that it matters. And I, I'll give you an example of a story uh, from my youth, from my country as youth. We were about to go hunting. Going hunting out there. Gross Tate, Marion, going to Rosedale. You know where my dad's people are from. Rest in peace, dad. And uh, it was my father, my uncle Charles, uh, and some of my cousins. 
Now, my Uncle Charles, like us, had a bunch of rabbit dogs, beagles, cutest dogs you ever want to see, but loud and fierce when it comes to hunting rabbits. So athletic. I love a beagle. But he also had gigantic, fierce German shepherds that protected his stuff. Okay? Gigantic and fierce. It was very important that the German shepherds never got near the beagles. They will attack. Okay? We're getting ready to go. The German shepherd is off the leaves running around as he would be whenever the dog, the, the beagle's pen was closed. We had loaded the beagles up. And uh, Jason, there was one beagle left in there. Uh, one of my cousins left the, p- the pin unlashed. And one of the dogs that wasn't quite ready to hunt yet got out. German shepherd attacked the dog. And uh, he killed him. Very, very traumatic thing to watch as a young country child. These are things that you go through in the country. I remember I never forget seeing the dog look at the other dog, run over there, grab it by his neck and ring it out. And then my Uncle Charles went over to check on the dog and uh, it looked like he was okay at first. And then when you looked at his neck, there was mm. like literally just one puncture wound coming from his neck. Mm. The blood was dripping down and he died. Very, very sad, disgusting, horrible memory. It's like moving me almost to tears right now just thinking about it. And I remember Jason saying to my um, saying to my uncle going, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. And my uncle grabbed him by his head and he said, look at the dog. He says, tell him it was an accident. Mm-hmm. you have a responsibility mm-hmm. in your life to take care of these other lives you know how that goes it's your fault this happened yeah like you have a responsibility you're you're in charge of these animals this is your job to be in charge of these animals you know how sort of how sort of these animals and this is not me at all comparing dante Wright to an animal sure, what i'm sure, saying sure. is when something is entrusted to you and you have as much responsibility as a peace officer has you simply can't make that mistake mistake or not you can't make that mistake you got to pay and in order for us to have a society that's harmonious where we know that these things won't just happen to us without any recourse we got to throw a book at you, Kim Potter. Yeah. And Took it's, his life. It's the way it goes. It's almost an inherent risk of the job, too. I mean, there's a reason that you go to training. There's a reason that the taser is a completely different color, a different weight. It's for so you can differentiate that between your handgun. And that's why you go through training for all of that. So to me, there's just no excuse, especially when it wasn't that heightened of a situation. This was a traffic stop. Yes, he was trying to get away, but it wasn't like... It was a traffic stop at the end of the day. You do know what I mean? So he was just resisting arrest. Um. Okay. Uh, once again, I hope that the family and friends of Dante Wright are, are doing okay. I hope that they're doing okay. We have somebody else to bring in real quick, though, because this is something that's been going on for too long. Bring her in. Bring her in. We're not even going to break right now. We're going to bring her in right now. A couple of weeks ago, there was somebody whose name befuddled us in mailbag it was like this donnie was called this, this was woman higher learning first higher learning first donnie called this woman niggin <laughs> like we thought it was niggin hello mckenzie donnie thought it was hello. niggin rachel didn't know what it was we said you said nighton did I you say I nighton said, like, i said negan or something negan niggin and we had no clue mckenzie is, i'm not gonna lie it looks like niggin it looks like niggin <laughs> From where I'm sitting right now, McKin- McKenzie's with us right now, and we're going to put an, uh, an end to Namegate. All right, McKenzie, first of all, tell people where you're from and stuff. I'm from Los Angeles, California, 
specifically Agora Hills. Um, that's not LA. That's not LA. Okay. Yes, well, it like, is. No it counts. That's not. That's not. A, that, that's not. A, that's not LA. <laughs> I hate it when y'all do that. That's not LA. Y'all. Like you, you, LA you got County. you. LA County. Uh, uh, there you go. Uh, is, is Agora Hills LA County is. or is it's that Ventura right County? That's right not Ventura. Westlake Ventura. I, so y'all y'all heard about how far Calabasas is. Imagine a place even further than Calabasas. Oh, That's Agora. McKenzie, what's in Agora Hills? What's famously in Agora Hills? Exactly. The Bachelor Mansion. Oh, it is. It is. And they pretend oh. it's Malibu. They say Malibu because Malibu sounds you know what? nicer. Right? It's but it's it, that, it's, that's kind of a Malibu adjacent area, though, because if you jump the hill right there, look at us. We're completely boring anyone that's not from Southern <laughs> right. California. If you jump the hill right there, you're in Malibu. They also got a great wood ranch there in the Gordon Hills. Yeah, uh, they do. Yeah, you, you know that. You know about that, yeah. McKenzie. You know about wood ranch. All right. Mackenzie, yes. How do you say your last name? It is K N I G N. How do you say your last name? K N I G I N. J I N. Yes. It's Negan. Negan. Me. No, you. You. For some reason, you said it right now, but you didn't. You didn't. Okay. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's Negan, like from Walking Dead. Yeah, I I've never seen it, but I've heard yes. So can I ask you a question? Like, where does that come from? Y'all like Scottish or something like that? See, I knew you were gonna ask this, and I really meant to figure it out. I don't know. I I remember one time I did a project. Uh, I had some ancestors from Russia. Oh wow! Okay, Ooh. okay, okay. Could be but Russian. McKinsey, from Russia. How many mm-hmm. people have? Like made the mistake that we did, and how Everyone. many niggins have you gotten? Okay, well, no one's ever confidently like said it like that before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. my, Mackenzie doesn't my, want to say it. <laughs> my, be careful, be, care, be careful, Mackenzie. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, my college graduation. You know, you can like write it on the card. So I wrote mm-hmm. niggin. So I'm walking uh-huh. up and she starts to go like nig and I she, goes, nah, nah. she starts to have like a little like stroke with her mouth and I'm like walking across. I think it's because she was gonna she didn't wanna, she was yeah <laughs> in front of the school. Yeah. So instead she's like nig nigin gin gin and yeah. there's a lot yeah. going on. But yeah, yeah, it's very tough. You just made me uncomfortable with that whole thing. I know. But that's okay. <laughs> I mean, McKenzie. We tried to get this together for a long time. We appreciate you being a good sport about it. We did not mean to mispronounce your name. No, no, okay. I appreciate uh, this. Thank you. <laughs> tell the Thought Warriors, like, what you're up to in life. Like, is there anything you want to draw attention to since you're you're one of the first non-celebrity oh guests gosh. that we've had on Higher Learning for this whole thing? Do you want to tell anybody anything? Uh, something, Mackenzie. Oh, my God. This is so much pressure. I don't know. Do it now. I don't know why the first thing I thought about was the Impractical Jokers. Check them out on True TV. <laughs> My favorite. Are you bye, McKenzie. Like, like, <laughs> bye, <laughs> McKenzie. You just plug some shit that you don't have anything. No, that's too much. Wait, are you on much. it or no? No. She just she's just her, like that's so nuts. Wait no, a like, minute. Wait, McKenzie. it's a very funny show. I've never ever. That's the whitest thing anyone's ever done. 
This is so like like it's, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like so another show. I'm so unimportant. Oh, that I literally no, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> it, you, like you're holding your older thing. That was hilarious. Like, I was gonna know. say I was gonna shout out my mom, but I thought that was weirder. No, we we were no, just talking oh, about no. earlier. Lisa, I love my mom, please. <laughs> All right. There Bye, Mackenzie. I gotta go. Thank Mackenzie's you. Hilarious. <laughs> Mackenzie, happy holidays so to you. Funny. Thank you. Happy and, holidays. Um, blessings in the new sorry. year. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. Okay. We'll watch some practical jokes. Please, sound the best. It's very funny. <laughs> All right. Um, Bye, Mackenzie. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Just, so, we gotta bring people on. That was we gotta funny. bring people on. More. That was funny. She was completely unprepared. I was like, wait, uh, are you, did they joke you? Did you get? Were you a guest? Were you on the show at some point? That is hilarious. Like, no. uh, who was, but shout out to the practical jokers. <laughs> the impractical jokers. Um, <laughs> d- you see Biden caved. You see that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he caved. did. Caved. Joe Biden has extended the pause on student loan payments through May 1st. That's quite a long time. I think we're going back to paying in, well, not we, February. you guys are going back to paying February. in. February. So yeah, four more three months. months. That's a lot of time. Four months. Oh, three That's a lot months. of time. Yikes, my math. Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, so yeah. Um, the fact that they moved it back leads me to believe that you know, number one, we should say that one of the reasons why they moved it back doesn't really have very much to do with online uh, criticism. Eh, although I do really feel like that played a part. I think one of the reasons, one of the big reasons is the, the Omicron variant and the fact that there might be at least some slow times for the economy coming up. And it's probably not the best idea to have people jumping back into paying loans uh, if you're we're in a sluggish economy. Okay. Does this give you any hope that perhaps there's more action to be done on student loan forgiveness uh, in and of itself. Well, I find it interesting that you don't think that the pressure had an effect on him making this decision and extending. I think it did. The, I'll, I'll stand corrected. Because, I think it, I well, because my original, when I saw it, I thought, huh, I wonder if this is the pressure or if this is because of the Omicron variant. That was my first thought when I saw it. And then I saw all these congressmen and women saying, this is what happens when you put pressure. This is what happens when you stick together. And I was like, wow, they're really taking um, you know, responsibility of like the attention that we were bringing to the fact that the loans were about to start in February. Um, I think it extends the time for Biden to think about it. But what makes me not hopeful about that is that Biden has questioned whether or not he had the power to do an executive order to forgive like $50,000 or the $10,000, which I got wrong. And I'll tell my thinking on that. You got destroyed on that. My thinking on that, but like, I don't even know if my thinking is going to make sense because when I read 10,000 per borrower, here's the thing for, you don't have loans. I have loans and I borrow from multiple different, like I have like five or six different people. So I thought as a borrower, borrower, that didn't mean as whole. I thought it meant like I borrow from this one. I borrow from this one. I borrow from this one. So that's how Mm. I was thinking of it. Like I'm a borrower in six different ways. So I thought that that's how I oh. thought of it. But whatever, fine. Yeah. People think it got wrong. That's how I thought of it. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
That's how I was thinking of it. So I'm, I'm wrong. I wish I was right in the sense because I borrow from six different places, but whatever. I think the reason, I, back to my original thought, the reason I think that I'm not as hopeful about it is because Biden, I said, question whether or not he had the authority to just do an executive order to forgive. And he asked the Department of Education to draft mm -hmm. something for him to read. That was last April. Oh, wow. And he still yeah. hasn't done anything. So yeah. it makes me feel like this is just delaying the inevitable, which it is paying mm -hmm. back loans. I know there's like $1.7 trillion um, out there that's been, you know, borrowed. But, it, you know, you've got the progressives who are hopeful that they can put the pressure on him to forgive $50,000, which would be huge. I can I, honestly, I said this last time, that would inspire me to want to pay. It would inspire me to want to do something. Also, we are going to have um, the head of the U.S. Department of Education we're going to have on our podcast in January. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't know that. I would love to have him on the podcast. That's that's amazing. Um, Miguel Cardona. Of, thank you. Yes. Miguel Secretary. Cardona. Miguel yes. Cardona is coming on Higher Learning. Something else I saw this. This is a very amazing tweet from somebody uh, whose podcast I like a lot. Her name is Akila Hughes. She's roommates with Tommy. Tommy Alter, but she hosts uh, What a Day, which is a great. Uh, Tommy kind of goes back and forth from LA to New York. That's what he's I was in say. LA. Yeah, okay. he's in LA. She's roommates with Tommy. Um, it was funny. The Working Families Party tweeted this: canceling up to fifty thousand dollars of student loan debt per borrower would immediately increase the wealth of Black Americans by forty percent. Akila. Quote tweeted that and said, hey, guys, I found out why they won't do it. Now, if these figures from the Working Families Party are true, why wouldn't they do it? If Joe Biden and the Democrats love blacks so much, the blacks, if they love us so much and these figures are true, that could be a feather in their cap I'm sure there's some corporate interests on the other side that don't want this to happen. It would be interesting to get that perspective on it, you know? So if you could think of anybody out there, Thought Wars, who is against, against this, I would like to hear from them. I would like to hear why this is a bad idea in jumpstarting the economy by putting more money in working Americans' hands. But right here, that number alone, think about how well that plays in the debate or how well that plays. Like, think about how well that plays with black women who have incurred a lot of these loan debts because of how educated they are. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I, when I see stuff like that, I wonder, oh, why don't they just get on it? Just get on it. Come on, get on it. I love it. the way you're fighting for us and it doesn't even impact you. I well, appreciate I'm a team player. that. I appreciate it. I'm a team it. player, you know? Um, okay, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a team player. I'm a team player. I want you guys to 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 get the best. Now that you got to pay all these goddamn loans, I want you guys to have the most uh, the, the most money. Okay, um, let's take a break. I saw a headline and I was wondering what you thought about it. Oh no! What? Saw this big headline. Apparently, Michelle Young and her now fiance Nate Olakuya. Have now been minted the first black couple in bachelor history. Black love, baby! Exclaimed Nate during the couple's postmortem with the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast. The fact is, the magazine notes the lovebirds are the first ever 
ever couple of color to enjoy a final rose ceremony in the two-decade history of Bachelor, Bachelor Nation. Rach, how do you feel? First black. <laughs> They're black. What do you think couple. I'm going to say? What do you think I'm going to say? What do you what what would I feel other than pure joy for Michelle and Nate? Okay. Like I really like Michelle. And she's, you know, I would love to have her on the podcast. I mean, we don't really do bachelor stuff, but she's great. Um, I I didn't watch all of the season, but from what I see, Michelle is very happy. Nate's happy. And I love the flat the fact that it was a, a black couple that they're together because because people I even saw a lot because I get tagged in a lot of stuff where people were trying to criticize them because they're biracial. And even when it came to the home, well, they're both biracial. And even when it came to and see, like, I'm not on that tip, because even when it came to the hometowns, you know, another re- thing that people were said noting is that her final four were all men of color. They were mm-hmm. all biracial. They all mm-hmm. had white moms and black fathers. And this was a huge topic of conversation, you know, not really in Bachelor Nation, but like people, black people or people of color who watch Bachelor Nation. And I feel like because I haven't really commented on the season. Because what people were saying was, oh, Rachel's mom is the only black mom to ever appear on the show in 20 years. (laughs) True. (laughs) But I still I just don't like the fact that it takes away from Michelle and her story and her finding love with a man who's black. Right. If he identifies as black, he's black. He looks black. She looks black. That's how they identify. So the fact that they're mixed and the fact that they have white mothers that's that's a conversation for a different day. Right now, I want to celebrate that something has never been done on the Bachelor stage before, and it happened on Michelle's season. And she got reparations. She got reparations? What does that mean? They gave Michelle and Nate a check for $200,000 on stage, live on TV. That's amazing. So Michelle, no Michelle got check. a fiance and reparations. No, it'd be that's, funny if they had like given her a mule. And that would 40, be if they'd had for, soup. Well, if, if they, they had soup kitchen, did. bring her out a mule. Well, they kind of because it's for a house, right? So they get the yeah. two hundred was for her forty acres. Two hundred thousand dollars for a house. The two hundred was God for her damn. forty acres. They move it to Detroit. To they Detroit, like, they, Not Minnesota. Cool. Like, nope, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> they buy a, like two hundred. That's a down payment. That's a down, it's a down payment. payment. I know. I'm just joking. Shout out to Detroit. Wow, Detroit, so, beautiful you place. are so bougie. Let me, uh, let me, I'm looking for a house and it's hard, but that is a down payment. Um, so let me say something real quick, just along the lines of the, the four guys and they're all biracial. It means something, Rach. But I don't want it to take, I said it's a conversation for a different day. I don't want to take away from Why? Michelle. Why is it a conversation from a because different day? Remember when we talked about missing white woman syndrome? Mm-hmm. Remember when we talked about it? And Gabby Petito had just died, and I said maybe we should wait to talk about missing white woman white woman syndrome after. And you were like, no, whenever something is relevant, is relevant. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, this is obviously not in the same stratosphere yeah, of seriousness as that the is. Same. But but I'll tell you this: it's but if the Black Bachelor has a race problem, which look, we know they do. That's like that's. So, I'm the only person so, who's been black who was a lead. Everybody else has been mixed. So right, yeah. Oh, see now look now you're look look. So this is what I'm saying. All of this racial identity stuff. Look to me, you're biracial. You're black. That's that's the thing. However, 
if we're casting ladies mm-hmm. for a music video, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and all of them are biracial, like all of them are biracial. I'm not talking about, hey, you got some, and then a couple of them are not. If all of them are biracial, mm-hmm. they're trying to say something, mm-hmm. whoever's casting the video. This well, is a fact. And if you, have, if you have four guys that are the at the end of this and all of them are biracial, they saying something. Well, and I, but She's I, but saying because something, it says something the people about are Michelle, saying something. Because Michelle's huh? the one who picked them. And I just Well, don't, how many guys did she have? How, how, how many? How many? There were black. There were black guys. There were black men on her show. But I, I, I guess I just, for me, I don't want to take away from Michelle. So I don't want to highlight the fact, because if I start speaking on that, that's going to draw attention. And all I want to do is celebrate Michelle and the fact that we saw something we've never seen before because they are both black presenting. However you want to identify, you look at them and you see two, a black man and a black woman. And they found love on a show that is not a for or by us. So that's what I want to focus on. But absolutely, it's a conversation. I just said I just didn't want to talk about it in the moment because I don't want to take away from her shine and what she and what in her season. We talk about it now. Her season's over with. I mean, look, you know, I don't fucking care, but I will. But I will say. It just means something. It does mean something. It 100 percent means something. I'm acknowledging that. It definitely does. Shout out to Brian. You know, some people said too. I was too black for the show. Well, not when I was on it, but later later do you do you uh well you definitely were obviously i mean <laughs> you definitely were too if we go back but not when i was like, on the probably... show not when i was on the show like i i mean i was myself but i also like right. played myself within the confines the of the bachelor franchise yeah well i don't know i like <clears throat> i'm interested i'm interested in the bachelor that just can't get it all the way right <laughs> and that's because <laughs> They got to keep it all the way white, you know, but, you know, I look, they, they moving down, you know, they, they, they dipping their toe into the water. This is what I said about Obama because, you know, Obama's biracial. I don't know if you knew that. Um, This is what I said about Obama. Obama is a black president, but it's like a, I said this before, like I come from a place to where when I was growing up, it was taboo. For white chicks to date black guys in like high school and stuff like that. That's very true. Even in the nineties, it was still taboo. But the white girls that dated black guys, they had something called a starter nigga. I think I told you about this. It was a I starter don't think nigga. So. Okay, yeah, this is what I call it. It's like a starter nigga that you can like that won't completely scare your parents off. Like if you roll in there with me, they're not fucking. Fu- they're not fucking with it. You know, I'm coming there. I'm gonna open up the refrigerator. I'm gonna be like, "Y'all got some orange juice." You know, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna try to put on Dolomite. You know, your wow. dad's gonna say something. Wow. Your dad's gonna, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> your dad's gonna say something racist. I'm gonna be like, "Uh-uh, Mr. Wachowski. Nah, nah, no, relax." You know, that's not. But there are other guys, guys that we knew. These guys were sometimes biracial. They had curly hair. They were in math league, which I was also into. Not very good at it. And they like they were starter niggas. You know, they didn't play football and basketball. They were soccer players, you know. And if you want to eventually get to a Jamal, you know, if you want to get to a like a a, a Jalen, sometimes you got to start with a Jordan. 
Okay, you can't go straight to Jamal or Jalen. Sometimes you got to start with a Jordan. Hey, you guys know Jordan. He hangs out. He wears one of those curved bill caps and like he hangs out with all of the, you know, he sometimes, you know, he's he grew up nice. He's from that side of town, but he's black. You know what you want in the end, but you got to start there. That's kind of what America does. Starter niggas is what they do. Obama, as much as I love him, kind of a starter nigga. Kind of a starter nigga till one day when we can get like Jerome Jenkins Jr. as president or something like that, you know, or you, was, Rachel Lindsay as president. I was president. a starter. Huh? I was a starter. No, you weren't a starter nigga. They thought you were, but boy, were they wrong. <laughs> wait, 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 and it can go wrong every now and again. But think about it. If it wasn't me and it was the next person who came after me who was of color, Taisha. Mm-hmm. about Taisha? It would have been totally different. It would have been totally different. Yeah. I would have never I would have never been able to become Bachelorette. It had to I either had to get it first or it was never gonna happen. Right. Right. Oh, they'll never go back to that well again. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they, they like, given because they given us two hundred thousand dollars to shut the fuck up. <laughs> they, they, like they're never they never going back to that well again. Never. <laughs> like, like, like they never. ain't slick. I tweeted it too. I was like reparations. That's exactly what that was. You can't say Woo! we can't say we didn't do anything for you. We gave you a down you payment on a home. Hey man, you should hit Michelle up and ask her for a little chunk of that. Pay tribute. <laughs> Pay tribute. You know who's going to ask her for it? Probably Chris. Probably Chris Harrison. He probably needs it. Soup kitchen. I'm good. Um, So Jay Z went on Spaces on Twitter for Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys has a new album coming out. Jay Z was talking on Spaces with Twitter, and he said, "No one can stand on that stage with me." Meaning the versus stage. It's not a chance in hell that anyone can stand on that stage with me after Rob Markman. One of the best journalists in hip hop, maybe the best. Shout out to Ellie Wilson. Shout out to B Dot. But Rob Markman was doing his thing that day. Uh, shout out to academics. Shout out to all the homies. But Rob Markman is doing his thing, interview wise. Uh, he says that no one can beat him in the verses. Immediately, people started saying, I have people who can beat Jay Z in the verses. I took it on the chin because I actually said that I thought that Kanye West could beat Jay Z in the verses. Rachel, do you agree that Jay Z is unbeatable? In a versus against anyone. I don't know if he's unbeatable. Right. Like, it, that was a big statement, but like, kudos to Jay-Z for, you know, like being confident himself. Like, I'm not one of these people who's going to say, disagree that Jay, I think, here's the thing. Jay-Z said, nobody can take stand on that stage with me. That's not true. There are people who can stand on that stage. Now, would Jay-Z win? Probably. But don't act like Kanye couldn't stand on that stage. Like Wayne couldn't stand on that stage because even Jay-Z threw out a freestyle that he did on Hot 97. And let's not act like Wayne is not full of freestyles back in the day. No, Wayne got it. Like, Wayne got it. full of it. I mean, we were yeah. sitting here waiting for his mixtapes to drop like they were just albums that were coming out. You know, I mean, sure, sure. People, there are people who can stand on the stage. They may not win. They definitely can can take the stage with you and rightfully so and deserve to be there. But so I let's just say feel like that's something do... he's going to say because he's never going to take the stage. He's hove. I think Kanye got. I think Kanye got a hip hop twenty that can beat anybody in the history of the game. 
20 songs. Jay-Z got I gotta a deeper go bag. I got to go with Wayne. I got to go with Wayne. 20 songs? If you give Ye 20 songs, think about what's going to be in Ye's 20 songs. You're going to have Monster. You're going to have, although I, Jay-Z's see, I want See, I want songs with nobody else on them. Right, because Timbaland put up the Timbaland put up the Jay Z just for this for this argument's sake, not for the other verses that we've seen. But Timbaland put up Jay Z versus um, Wayne, and Jay Z he had like some of the 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 collaborations with Kanye. Don't do that. I just want straight Jay Z versus whoever straight, and I still so think Kanye can compete. Like, just take Monster off. I, I still think he can compete. Easy. So if Jay Z goes up against Kanye, do you take Kanye's beats off? No, because no, then you you lose some of the blueprint. No, which then is you my lose favorite some of the album, black album, Jay Z album. You know period. what I mean? You know, so I don't know. It gets it starts to get tough. Yeah, no, no, no. It I don't think you take get... you don't take the beats off unless he's going up against Kanye. That's what I'm saying. Oh, because so I'm you, still thinking Wayne do, in my you, head. Sorry, I'm still thinking no. Wayne. If he, if he if he does if he goes against Kanye, Jay Z going against Kanye, and then at the end. Uh, they do niggas in Paris together is the greatest verses of all time. It would be it would if they be could get them to do it. Two million people watch that verses. But you know what would be great though if Jay Z did do the beats, uh, do the songs that Kanye produced, did the beats on, and then at the end Kanye is like, yeah, I remember when I wrote it. You know, normally it's Jay Z talking about it. He's like, yeah, I remember when I sat down and I came up with this. It would just boost Kanye even further. You know, like yeah. let him play my songs. Let me ask you a question. If we did a rap R&B slash pop crossover and Jay-Z went against Beyonce in a versus, who do you think would win in a versus between Jay-Z and Beyonce? That's too hard. They're too different. And we, I mean, we they, they have their whole tour. We've already really seen their verses. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's too hard because it's two totally different. It's like, what's your, I remember when they went on tour and people were like, mm, I'm more of a Mr. Carter fan than a Mrs. Carter fan. Like that's the kind of stuff. People I got you. It's, it's, it's too, it's too, it's two different vibes. I think Dr. Dre could do it. Him I think too. Kanye West could do it. You don't think Dr. Wayne? Dr. Dre. You don't think Wayne? Kanye West. Wayne will be right there. Wayne will be right there. I so think um, Wayne could do it. Wayne would be right there. I think Nas could hang. You know, Nas, I mean, for the hip-hop heads, you know, for the heads, you know what I'm saying? People you know what I'm saying? For the hip-hop heads, forget. you know what I'm saying? No, you get it, but like, I saw Nas perform two years ago on stage, college football playoffs, like and I remember he was hitting, I was like, man, I forgot that's Nas. That's Nas, Nas. too. Yeah, Nas, Nas could hang for sure. Nas, Nas. Uh, Cardi B gave Offset $2 million for his birthday. Oversized check, $2 million bucks. Can I ask you a question? Please. When people are married and they give gifts like this to one another, is it really a gift? Yeah, it's a gift. They they must have separate bank accounts. They must do their finances separately. She says he's got a lot going on in 2022, so she's it's an investment. I mean, who I bet they're married and they filed separately. Yes, it's still a gift because it seems like they do things because he gave her a big gift too for her birthday. I just, I'm just not amused or entertained by these big public gifts. Like, write the check, put it in a card, and do that somewhere else. I just, like, what are we supposed to do when we hear that? Ooh, ah, like, we get it. You're rich. You have money. You're giving, I don't, I don't know. I just hate, I hate that. I hate it. Damn. I, I mean, it's amazing that they can do that for each other, but like, as 
fans or as, you know, viewers or whatever you want to call us. Like, what are we supposed to do with that? Great. They're rich. They do rich things. Am I supposed to be impressed? <sighs> are you impressed? Uh, I'm not impressed. I think it's cool. You know what I mean? I think it's cool. It's like, I don't know. It's, it seems it's to always be on par. It's, it's like, you're rich. It's okay. always to be like, yeah, it's like when people buy each other Lamborghinis for their birthday and stuff like that. I'm like, God damn, man. I'm I don't broke. know. Like I'm if, not broke. I'm doing really well, but like, I can't buy nobody no Lamborghini. Yeah, but like, if you could, would you? I don't know. I just, I would be so impressed if they were like, you know what, this year, Offset gave Cardi B an experience. He told her to go do your thing. I got the kids. You know, like, I'm going to give you some, an experience you've never had before. And do I don't know. Maybe that would be, like, how much thought went into writing the $2 million check? It sometimes seems like, though, is this the type of thing that you and Trudy think is, like, you shouldn't do for your man? Give him $2 million? No, it's that, not. No, okay. no, 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 no. Like, if Cardi's got it, she's got it. And that's amazing. I just, it's, I guess it's more of the the spectacle of it. You know, like that we that all did. know that she wrote a two yeah. million dollar check. Like I said, put it in the card, do that that in private. So I'll tell you something about it. My only opinion on it is it's just not that great of a gift. I mean, it's an amazing gift, but at the same time, it's not the gifts that women normally give. And I'll tell you something about women. If there is anything, I don't know if we've talked about this on here before. If there's anything that is a slam dunk that women are better at than men, it's gift giving. Can I, I, you're not a good gift giver. Have we discussed this? I feel like we have. No, Why aren't you a good not. gift giver? Because I, I'm too last minute. <laughs> and What's I the try, best gift you ever got? I What's the best gift you ever got, Brian? As he, he literally texted me when he said that. I don't know. Damn. You know, one year I gave a boyfriend a picture of myself to put in his office. I'm disgusted. Trudy, you fail me. You fail me, Trudy. I, I'm, I'm on dis- the other disgusted. side of the <laughs> I, I, I can't, like, literally when you said that, my skin crawled. I am so, I'm like, I'm dis, I'm trying, I put myself in this position. Like, I, he faked it, then he called his boy. It's like, hey, hey, Oh, Byron. no, he laughed. He laughed in my face. I'm sure he laughed. He called his niggas, hey, Byron, bro. Yo, it's Big Sam. Hit me back. I got to tell you what Rachel did. Like, that's crazy. Nothing else you got him? No, I gave him something else. But I was like, your office is looking a little bare. Interesting. Interesting. Um, what is the best gift? I gotta think about it. I gotta think about it. The gift, everything's running together. But I'm, I'm sure I have. But I'm just, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm a great gift giver. They call me gift card slim. So you're not either. All right. Fuck no. I try to be. Don't write. You try. You try. I try to listen. I try to take notes. If like Brian says something, I'm like, ooh, that would be. I'll try to remember that when it comes around for his birthday or Christmas. Right. Right. It's true. Let's take a break. Okay. So we told you about racist judge Michelle Odinette. Okay. Uh, she was caught on camera, on tape. Well, more so on tape than on camera. 
mm-hmm. calling black people's niggers and roaches. She is the Lafayette City Court judge. It's disgusting, disgusting situation. A New Orleans DA has ordered a review of all of her cases. Yes, I knew it. All of her cases. She served as a prosecutor and the assistant district attorney in Orleans Parish. Remember, Louisiana, we do not have counties. We have parishes uh, in the 1990s. And, you know, she's been the judge of some pretty high profile cases, you know. Uh, But now it looks like all of those cases from the 90s are going to be reviewed. Legal Eagle, Rachel Lindsay, your thoughts. I I mean, did I not call it? I was I I didn't even know that she was a prosecutor and and a DA. What was it? She was the uh, she was the prosecutor. She's the city judge. Uh, right, but Lafayette, what was she in the 90s? She was the assistant district attorney in, in Orleans Parish. Terrible. So I love, I didn't even know that. So not only are they going to review the cases when she was on the bench, they're going to go back to the cases that she was prosecuting. I think that's great. This woman clearly, I'm, I'm telling you, she's going to have a trail, tra- a trail of injustice. And I think that they are doing the right thing. The court is doing the right thing by no longer having her on the bench at the moment. Um, she's not getting paid, and they're going to go back and review her cases. I think that's amazing. That is exactly what should be done. And in this instance, I hope justice is served. But I and and I well, I was about to say they got to do a better job at vetting the people they put in these positions. But then, as as soon as I thought that, I thought, how do you go about that? You know, if there was no video, because that seems, and we've talked about this on this podcast before. That's what it comes down to at this point when it comes to. The things that we're fighting for, especially racial injustice, if there's got to be video evidence, if there's not, it's almost like we never would hear about it. George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery. I mean, like the the list, uh, the list goes on and on and on. And in this instance, who knows how much longer she would have been on the bench. This goes back to the 90s. So you're talking almost 30 years of her sitting there with this type of mentality and if there was no video and audio, we would have never even known. She would continue yeah. to sit there, and I don't know how you—I don't know how you prevent this from happening again, yeah. uh, or getting the people look, out of office who are who still hold her beliefs and are sitting on a bench no way. or a prosecutor. There's no way. There's no way. But there's no way. There's no way to do it. There's no yeah. way to go. Um, we very rarely get these types of peeks into people's lives. So, uh, to what's their lives into what's really going on in their head. This is the the proper thing to do, of course, and you have to be able to to have some sort of recourse. Once again, it's going to take the Louisiana Supreme Court to remove her because she's an elected official. There's got to be something that can be done. There's no possible way that someone that holds those views can be the city judge of what is a big city in Louisiana. Lafayette is a cultural center in Louisiana. Uh, it's probably, I'd say probably Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Shreveport, Lafayette, probably our fourth or Lake Charles, our fourth or fifth biggest city. Uh, and it's important for a lot of reasons. So I, I, for me personally, just don't think that that can be allowed to happen. Um, so keep the pressure on, but things are rolling out in the right way. Now look, everybody she prosecuted should get off. If they are still in prison, everybody should get off and everybody is due some type of money from the city. That's that's what I think should happen, because there is no way to say that she did her job in an impartial way. Everybody right. should be off. 
$200,000 check. They call, should all call, get out. Call, and then they get the a $200,000. Call the bachelor. Call the bachelor. I wonder if the $200,000 was docked directly from Soup Kitchen. <laughs> like, wouldn't that have been... Did they miss know. an opportunity to... I think he's th- been paid out. I think they missed an opportunity to have Soup Kitchen give them the check. That would have been such a, a, a full circle moment, you know? I'm obsessed with Soup Kitchen. I, I know check you are. It's so time. funny. <laughs> it's mailbag time. Let's go. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. All right, Donnie, come on. I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. Speed it up. All right. Uh, Alex, Alexis, sorry. No more uh, Negans. This yeah, episode. Come on. Sorry. All right. From Alexis.Ofori. Do you believe in the idea of quote unquote the one or is it an idealized concept? Somebody like Neo? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? The one, like what, what, your soulmate. Like, your soulmate. Oh. oh, no, of course. I believe, I don't believe that there's just one person for you in this entire life. I believe that there is the one. At the uh-huh. right time. Oh, very, very because well. yeah, I, th- I feel yeah, like I there's think... other people that like, yeah, but I probably, if I had been in a different space, if they had been in a different space, it probably could have worked out. Right. But yeah, no, I don't know if I had necessarily, there's one person and that's it for the rest of you. I think souls vibrate on frequencies and sometimes you meet a soul that vibrates on the same frequency as your there you soul. Go. There you go. All right. Next question. All right. ZZ Johanna asks, what was a silly belief that you had as a kid? You know, I, 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 I'll tell you a quick story. This is how I learned that this didn't happen. So one day, so I used to not know about liquid dilution. Okay. Know how you could dilute a liquid? I didn't know that. I thought that as long as the liquid was the same color, that it had the same taste. Wow. That's what I thought. Okay. So I remember I was thinking if you pour water in the glass of Coke that you have drank, that it would make more Coke. And I was too scared to test it out. But one day I wasn't supposed to be drinking any Coke. Right. Mom said, don't have any more soda. I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink any more soda. But because I thought that I could pour water back in the soda and then make more soda, I drank some. I drank quite a lot. Then I put the Coke under the faucet and filled it back up. (laughs) My dad came home. (laughs) He tried to get a glass of Coke. (laughs) I'll never forget it. He drank it. And all I heard from the other room is, and like what's this so my mom comes in and she's like what and she goes taste this cookie she drinks it and she goes oh this must be flat yeah man we need to that's this bad take it back to the stove they were never the wiser they never knew never no clue when she hears this will be first time she ever heard of it they never knew 
Yeah, the water would have changed the whole color of the Coke. It did change the color of the Coke, but I didn't drink the whole Coke. I drank maybe like the top little part of it. So when the water, I didn't dilute it enough for the Coke not to look like it did. It looks like slightly different. That's but funny. I, but then I went back and I drank some of the Coke and I was like, oh man, yeah, right. It doesn't taste right. But they went back and they came back. I don't know if they got a brand new Coke or if they bought a brand new Coke, but it's a new Coke. That's funny. Um, mine was that unicorns were amongst us in real life. Like like dinosaurs, they were um, extinct. <clears throat> and I believe that to an embarrassing age. You believed uh, in dinosaurs and unicorns. No, no, that unicorns were... Um, it's not that they were make-believe. I thought they were extinct. Uh, interesting. <clears throat> Next question, Todd. <laughs> All right. Uh, from <laughs> from Marin Schultz. If you could own any professional sports team, which one would you own? Oh, Dallas Cowboys. Come on now. That's easy. <sighs> Any professional sports team, which one would I own? This is it like a no-brainer for me. Would you? It wouldn't be the Saints. It wouldn't be the Saints. I, I, yeah, oh, oh, I thought Saints. you said it would be. Yeah, I believe that. You probably I want the Cowboys wanna, too. I, would, I wouldn't want to be an NFL owner. I wouldn't want to own the Lakers. Why wouldn't you want to be an NFL owner? You could have such power. Because I don't, I don't want to vote for Trump. You don't, But that's the thing. You would be different. Nah, they're going to make you do it. Okay. They're gonna make you vote for Trump. You're so gonna the be Lakers. Right there. You're you... not even a Lakers fan, are you? I'm a big Lakers fan. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm a big Lakers fan. So I would like to plus plus it's cool. I'd be at the uh I'd be hanging out at, at the at crypto.com. The, crypto, the the crypt cripping arena with me and Snoop Dogg and JL Felony and all the rest of the Crips. You know, like we 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 hang in there at Crip Arena. It would be dope. I'd be sitting on the court side, I have my glasses. You know, I if I if I own the Lakers, I would completely stop caring about my weight. Like, you don't even like to be in crowds like that. That's why I would be on the sideline. I would be on the side of the fucking thing. I'd be on the fucking side. I'd be on the court side. You know what I mean? So being in the NFL, it's like not. Plus, I don't want I don't like their whole culture. Niggas getting CT and all of that. That's what you like. All right, next question. Dallas Cowboys, most profitable NFL team. Come on. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, whatever. Fuck them. Uh, next question, Donnie. All right. Von Cannon underscore wants to know, what's a childhood dream that you haven't fulfilled yet, but still intend to in the future? Kids. Kids. Interesting. Having a little, like a little rug rat. Little rug rats. Uh, multiple rug rats. How many kids do you want, Rach? Well, I don't know. We'll see what we can get at this point. We'll yeah, see. I used to say four. Like, yeah. I used to say four, but I've, take, damn. I've taken my sweet time in making this happen um, that, you know, maybe two, 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 and then maybe adopt a third. A boy and a girl. Now, when you adopt Preferably. a kid, would you adopt, would you adopt a white kid? No. You Are you, do you feel like, do you feel like adopting white kids is now out of style? Don't you feel like I never white knew kids- that it was an in style thing. Oh, it certainly used to be. Let's say white? I'm a white kid, right? Yeah, white kids. Let's say I'm a white kid. I'm looking at like Madonna or Sandra Bullock. I'm in the orphanage, you know, eating porridge or whatever. And like, I'm getting mad and throwing my fucking porridge at the TV. I'm like, yo, I'm right here. 
fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, I got a bowl full of porridge that Mrs. Crabtree is just like, I'm eating the porridge and I'm seeing Sandra Bullock talk about she wishes she was the same color as her kids. And I'm like, fuck you. You could have had me. I could have been here. Me, uh, D- Jacob McMahon. Like, like I could have been your son. It's funny. Uh, the kid would be black. The kid would be black. Yeah. Um, what's one life goal that I, to direct a movie, I will eventually in the next couple of years, I will direct a movie. It'll be fire. Y'all will like it. And even if it's bad, I'll be like, fuck y'all. If y'all don't like my shit, I want a part in it. Like I want to be an extra. You could, you could play yourself in it. Fine. I want to be in it. Period. Because I know you're going to direct a movie. I know that's going to happen. You could play yourself in a movie. Fine. You know? I actually yeah. think I would be pretty decent. I think you would too. I think. Look, I think you could do a great job. I think you should pick up some acting gigs on the side. Well, I, I mean, Robin Givens, come on, this biopic they're putting out that. there. People they, keep saying you as Robin Givens. They they didn't cast me in the Hulu series. That's fine, but right. Jamie Foxx still has his project. Yo, Jamie, Robin's right here. You want to play Robin Givens? You want to play the woman that? Never mind. Yes, uh, <laughs> I do. Yes, I do. I love do. Robin Givens. Go see a Rage in Harlem if you haven't seen it. If you're not a Robin Givens fan before a Rage in Harlem, you will certainly be a Robin Givens fan after a Rage in Harlem. Uh, that is it for goddamn mailbag. Great mailbag questions. Do you have an unexpected ally of the week, Rachel Lindsay? I don't. Okay. Do you? I do have an unexpected oh, ally good. of the week. This is a tough one. It's the Bachelor. No. (laughs) I'm begging everyone, everyone to forgive me for what I'm choosing as unexpected allies. It's going to be Trump. Oh my God. It's It's going to be Trump. Trump. (laughs) It's Donald Trump. I knew it. I knew it. You didn't listen to that whole interview then. You didn't listen to that whole interview. I'm not talking about anything else that happened in the interview. It's a controversial pick for unexpected out of the wow. week, you guys. Get him. I despise President Trump with everything. But it was important in this time when people need to get vaccinated for President Trump to talk to some of the people, even though he was doing it just to, as a feather in his cap, to say, I did the vaccine and the vaccine was great and all of that shit. It was important for a, for people from a large portion of the states that he might be in control of i think about louisiana i think about people in louisiana who are vaccine hesitant and are not getting vaccinated and who are listening to president trump i think about getting the vaccine numbers up in my state and maybe just maybe there might be a couple of people who get the vaccine now because they heard their vile racist arrogant criminal ex-president but still leader say that the vaccine doesn't kill you and that you should get vaccinated and that he's been double vaccinated and boosted. The name of the segment is Unexpected Ally of the Week. I hope y'all drag him the same way you (laughs) drag Trudy and me. Because right after Trump said all that, then he talked about the fact of kids wearing masks and how problematic that is. That was bad. That was bad. Kids wasn't expecting that. that was bad. I was going to get upset over The Bachelor. That's who I thought you were going to pick. Now I wish that's who you would have said. 
No, but it's not The Bachelor. Unexpected. You're right. Trump. Unexpected. Unexpected All right. ally of the week. Unexpected wow. ally of the week. We didn't want to do a well, whole thing. Well, fine. I'll zones. make mine The Bachelor for giving reparations to Michelle and Nate. Oh, next time. Give him a mule. All right. <laughs> my congestion went away during the podcast here it's good still i'm still feeling like shit though uh take thing caps off but do not stop learning reason got stuck in traffic reason from tde got stuck in traffic oh, there's it's coming. wet out okay. there in la he was definitely coming on to do it i told him we could just do it later we still want to talk about what's going on in hip-hop what's happening out here in los angeles no better person to talk about shout out to shout out to reason shout out to everybody over at tde shout out to top dog but we will get that done monday or thursday or next week we'll, we'll have him on the podcast just been on you're not having them. a podcast on monday you guys we have that. We have that off. Oh, oh! I'm sorry. No podcast on Monday. We have Monday off. It'll be next Thursday if we have reason on the yes. podcast. Take the caps off and not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. I Merry am Christmas Rachel Lynn Lindsay. You guys, happy holidays. Be safe. Enjoy your time with friends or family or whatever you're doing. Um, you know, to celebrate the season. We wish you the best. Work, work. Be safe. Peace. Be safe. <laughs>